Welcome to the second edition of the X Factor with the Crypto Hipster, episode two of Blockchain Around the World, giving you a weekly recap, and this week, August 8th to August 12th. This is your host, Jamil Hassan, Crypto Hipster. Welcome. So today, week two, let's kick it off. Let's kick it off with global news. The U.S. Treasury has sanctioned USD coin and Ethereum addresses connected to Tornado Cash. It's the big news of the week. The U.S. Treasury Department has added 44 Ethereum and USDC coin cryptocurrency addresses, which they allege are connected to crypto mixer, mixer Tornado Cash, uh, to the specially designed nationals list of the Office of Foreign Asset Control, OFAC. The Tornado Cash Protocol is at the center of some recent hacks and exploits in DeFi, decentralized finance, including the assumed theft of $455 million by the North Korea-affiliated Lazarus Group. OFAC claims that individuals and groups have used the Tornado Cash Mixer to launder more than $7 billion worth of crypto since 2019. Questions this is, have you ever had any unique experiences with OFAC? Drop me a line and I'll have you on one of my podcasts. Let's look at the Americas next, okay? So that was global, let's look at the Americas. In the USA, BlackRock has announced the launch of a new private spot Bitcoin trust. BlackRock, which is the world's largest asset manager and oversees $10 trillion in total assets, which is a lot, has launched a new private spot Bitcoin trust. The fund is only available in the U.S. uh, to U.S. institutional investors and seeks to track the performance of Bitcoin. Of course, less the expenses and liabilities of a trust. Um, But last week, um, BlackRock partnered with cryptocurrency exchange Coinbase to provide its clients with direct access to crypto, starting with, of course, Bitcoin. Users of BlackRock's institutional investment management platform, Aladdin, will receive crypto trading, custody, prime brokerage, and reporting capabilities upon signing up with Coinbase Prime. Now, my question is this. Why does BlackRock receive a pass to offer a spot Bitcoin fund while the Securities and Exchange Commission still hasn't allowed a single spot Bitcoin ETF for retail investors? Question. All right, so moving right along. The CFTC and SEC have proposed amending reporting rules for large hedge funds for their crypto exposure. Um, you know, so they have prepared proposed requiring large advisors to certain hedge funds to report any exposure to digital assets. The two regulators, the CFTC and the SEC, have proposed amending confidential reporting form for certain investment advisors to private funds of at least $500 million. The form PR would require qualifying hedge funds 
to not include exposure to cryptocurrencies when reporting cash and cash equivalents, which is a line item on the balance sheet, but rather as a different category to report digital asset strategies accurately. Okay. Well, uh, I guess they're calling a commodity then. The two U.S. financial regulars cited the growth in the hedge fund industry as the reason for the proposed change. So, you know, what is the line? My question for you is this. Was that line in the sand for government oversight in crypto? Should there be a line? You know, uh, let me know your thoughts. Going outside the U.S., we have some interesting developments overseas. In Europe, in Germany, German crypto bank Nuri, with 500,000 users, has filed for insolvency. Nuri, a German startup crypto bank with a half, a half a million customers, has filed for insolvency this past Tuesday, citing major crypto sell-offs, the insolvency of Celsius, and other crypto funds earlier this year as the reasons for their bankruptcy filing. Nuri stated it has been facing a lasting strain on its business liquidity in 2022 due to significant macroeconomic headwinds and the cooling down of public and private capital markets. Nuri said the move will ensure the safest path forward. Heard that before. For all its customers, but also stressed that the insolvency will not affect its services, customer funds, investments or the ability for customers to withdraw their assets from the platform also heard that too so what do you think will the 2022 crypto contagion continue to affect the industry globally when will this all you know turn around question for the my audience so leaving europe going to asia going to india India's law enforcement accuses Wazir X exchange of aiding and, and laundering $130 million. India's Enforcement Directorate, ED, the agency responsible for financial crimes, is looking at cryptocurrency exchanges suspected of processing transactions that sent more than 10 billion rupees, about $130 million from firms under investigation to international wallets. At least 10 crypto exchanges are allegedly involved, and the India's Enforcement Directorate has frozen Wazir X, India's largest and most popular exchange bank accounts, while it looks at transfers from instant loan companies to international wallets. Wow, that's a big deal. Wazir is the biggest exchange in India. But, you know, my question is this, should there be a global standard for AML and KYC, anti-money laundering and know your customer, and what should they be? Hong Kong, crypto exchange Hotbit says it froze customer funds due to alleged criminal ties of a formal employee. On Thursday, crypto exchange Hotbit said it suspended trading, deposit withdrawals, and funding functions with no time frame for resumption. In explaining the decision, Hotbit stated, a former Hotbit management employee who left in April this year was, unbeknownst to Hotbit, 
involved in a project in 2021 that law enforcement authorities now think is suspected of violating criminal laws. As a result, the, a number of hotbit senior managers have been subpoenaed by law enforcement since the end of July and are assisting in the investigation. Furthermore, law enforcement has frozen some funds of hotbit, which has prevented hotbit from running normally. As a result of the trading freeze, all unfulfilled order, orders you know, are canceled and all leveraged exchange traded fund positions will be liquidated. You know, it's not yet clear how the criminal misconduct of a former employee led to a law enforcement freeze on users' funds. Question is this FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt, fact or fiction? Staying in Asia, we go to South Korea. South Korea's financial watchdog wants to quickly review crypto legislation. So the chair of South Korea's Financial Services Commission said the regulator plans to expedite its review of 13 bills pending in this country's National Assembly related to digital assets. The Financial Services Commission Chair Kim Joo Hyung said a task force consisting of private experts and government ministries will quickly review proposed legislation on cryptocurrencies. Kim, addressing the Digital Asset Committee, added that the financial watchdog would make institutional supplements that will take a balanced approach to blockchain development, investor protection, and market stability. My question to you is this, what lessons can the rest of the world learn from South Korea in terms of a balanced approach to regulation? Leaving Northern Asia and going to Southeast Asia, when looking at the Philippines, the Philippines halts virtual asset provider license application, it's VASPs. The Philippine Central Bank has announced a three-year hiatus from accepting new virtual asset service provider VASP applications. The Banco Central NG Filipinas aims to balance the promotion of innovation in finance and managing the risks involved with virtual assets. The normal application window for new VASP licenses will be closed for three years beginning on September 1st, 2022. However, applications that have already passed the second stage of the process before August 31st will continue to the next assessment steps. What impact do you think um, banning or suspending VASPs will have not just on, on not just on Philippines, but other countries that have VASPs as well? Sticking with Philippines, you know, Binance is optimistic on their on their entry into the Philippines, despite SEC pushback. Um, despite the Philippine Security and Exchange Commission warning the public against investing with Binance, the top crypto exchange in the world remains committed to bringing its services to the Southeast Asian country. Binance's head of Asia Pacific, Liang Fung, hope I pronounced that right, announced they are very optimistic about being able to enter the Philippines. Fung has stated that despite the efforts of a lobbying group to ban Binance, the firm will continue to be focused on trying to bring the benefits of crypto to the country. Fung said he looks forward to a regulatory framework that welcomes local and global players and rules that are pro-competition, 
pro-innovation and pro-user protection. I'm just wondering, and it's a question for you, what would crypto in the U.S. look like with rules that are pro-competition, pro-innovation, and pro-user protection? Maybe pro-spot Bitcoin ETF for retail. Middle East. I'm not allowed to talk about this country, but I'm going to. Iran. Iran makes a $10 million import with crypto and plans widespread use by the end of September. Struggling through decades of economic sanctions, Iran has placed its first international import order using $10 million worth of cryptocurrency, according to a senior government trade official. News that the Islamic Republic placed its first import order using crypto was shared by Iran's deputy minister of industry, mine and trade, Alariza Payman Pak, in a Twitter post on Tuesday. While the official did not disclose any details about the cryptocurrency used or the imported goods used and involved, Payman Pak said that the $10 million order represents the first of many international trades to be settled with crypto with plans to ramp this up over the next month prolonged economic sanctions against the islamic state have forced iran to start using crypto as a medium of exchange for international trade deals what do you think that's going to look like what's the ramp up look like and how does that impact us and um, or european and iran relationships then we're, we would be at a loss if we didn't go down under. Look at Australia. The Reserve Bank of Australia is set to explore use cases for central bank digital currencies. The Reserve Bank of Australia announced it will collaborate with Digital Finance Cooperative Research Center on a respective research project. The joint project of the Reserve Bank and DFCRC will focus on innovative use cases and business models that could be supported by the issuance of a central bank digital currency. The technological, legal, and regulatory considerations will also be assessed in the project's course. The pilot project will last a year, and the details for potential participants will be published in the next few months. Question this is, how do you think a pilot program for CBDCs will help the people of Australia. This has been a review of the week's top news around the world. Join me next Friday and every Friday going forward for the X Factor with the Crypto Hipster. Have a great weekend.